Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Money Mitch Effect. I'm your host, Mitch Michaels. Delighted to have you with me on this sports podcast designed to uplift your spirits because there are more sports in October than basically any other time of year. Talking to Sean Sullivan, the Sully Vol first, Tennessee, Alabama this weekend, both undefeated for the first time in, in three decades. Sully talks about his balls and how the season has gone. Bama surviving Texas A&M, Georgia, Ohio State staying unbeaten, some big matchups in every conference. We break down all the games and uh, make some picks as well. And then Tyler Tessline joins the show, my buddy from St. Louis, talking NFL football, breaking down what we saw from the Chiefs, these bad roughing the passer penalties. Bill's Chiefs this weekend could be a banger. And, uh, you know, is Justin Tucker a top 40 player in the NFL? Hard to say there. You know, first coaching change with Matt Rule being gone. Is Sean Payton coming back to the NFL? We break down and pick some games as well with the NFC Beast leading the way in the standings. It's Sean Sullivan and Tyler Tesla now on the Money Mitch Effect. Let's start the show. All right, now my next guest joins us here on the Money Mitch Effect, getting ready for uh, maybe the biggest regular season game in his adult life uh, with Tennessee and Alabama yeah. taking place this Saturday. I was, one, I was wondering if I was a little hyperbolic, but Sully, Sean Sullivan here. Thank you for joining the show. College football is in full effect, and you're getting the brunt of it, man, with an exciting team for the first time in a few years. Aren't they exciting though? Leading the leading the nation in yards per game, like my goodness, uh, year two. Who would have thought that we're already seeing Tennessee and Alabama third Saturday in October mean this much? Mm-hmm. Uh, fan base is hyped. Uh, that place is going to be a uh, cesspool of hate for Saban and the boys, and it's going to be a uh, tasty three thirty matchup when we don't have a whole lot of CBS games on the SEC uh, for a while. So you've got to soak this one in. Yeah, that's a that's a very big point to kind of bring up. Um, I did want to I did want to go over a few things with you just to kind of clean up the last weekend, uh, the last weekend that we had college football. Sully was oh, yeah. an exciting one. You mentioned your balls. I mean, the win against LSU was just impressive. It was an incredible performance on the day. It really legitimized them as a top upper echelon team, which I guess I'll get a chance to prove again. Obviously, this week, Bama nearly lost to A and M. That was. An insane game. Bama played the, played nowhere close to their level. They were so vulnerable. A&M almost did it again with another unsung quarterback, and yet everyone wants to talk about the final sequence and the final play, which did not look good. Jimbo may have said the player's name. Uh, just a lot going on there. A&M gives them a game, but they just could not finish against Saban. Yeah, what is that play call? What, what were you done, Coach? What, what's your play call there? Are you running the ball there, like a lot of people have said? Or I, you, I mean, I, I know one thing: you're not throwing and, and short. That, you're not running, short, running away. Yeah, you're not short and throw short of the end zone. Throwing short of the end zone. No, it just didn't. Short of the like, end zone, running away into the bounds, like into the sideline, like, like yeah. I don't know. That doesn't seem like the play call. Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, obviously, we're not play callers, and there's an expertise to this. And as much as I for rang, sure, as much as I rang on Jimbo, obviously, he's a great football mind. The thing being, oh, yeah. I, I would just say that my plan would be, especially when you have a quarterback that's in that's not used to these moments, I would just try to give him options. And that play, it wasn't just the right. the player that he threw to in that route. Yeah. It was that there wasn't a lot of options. Guys that was were kind of stopped, and yeah. So yeah. that's where it is. I mean. You got to give you give a and credit. You're basically your best two point yeah. play, and I guarantee you that ain't it. 
No. No, but I give A&M credit for, you know, for hanging in there and for giving them a game and, you know, all the yeah, starters sure. they had out. Bama definitely showed some vulnerabilities, but oddly enough, Sully, I don't think it was just the quarterback just because Bryce Young didn't play. I mean, backup no. played well. I think they turned the ball over a lot. I think they were sloppy, taking penalties. They're uncharacteristic. And yep. what, what do you make of what that performance was, not just going into the game against the Vols, but going yeah. forward? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that's that's a the, Saban's got his work cut out for him. That, that's not an indefensible uh, game. You could you could poke holes in them, like you said. They're 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 uncharacteristically sloppy, and you you can absolutely. And that was at home too, right? So mm-hmm. looking at Ford, the stadium's gonna be rocking, and you don't mm-hmm. want to play a sloppy game in that in that place. And I, I'm sure Bryce Young's coming back. The Tennessee defense is playing well. Their their defensive line is is. Um, it had, had pretty highly heralded unless you talk to said defensive line coach, Ray Garner, or he just, it, I mean, the the guy is such a, such a really good coach. It, it takes a lot to impress him. And obviously that's where it come down to against Alabama. If you can get pressure on Bryce or whoever the quarterback is. And Tennessee showed that against LSU. They absolutely got after LSU. So mm-hmm. that, that's going to be a key. What A&M was able to do is force, yeah. force them over a little bit so, and get some pressure and, yeah. That's Tennessee's key right there. So looking at the AP poll, Georgia back at one. They they bounce back against Auburn. I, I I don't want to sound completely biased here, but it does seem interesting that it's like we have a merry-go. We basically just have a carousel with Georgia and Bama. Like Bama drops right. down to three. You know, and I'm not saying that this really matters. And then the Georgia rolls, you know, <laughs> rolls out an egg against Mizzou or whatever they're doing, and they, they drop down. Like, it's like. Come on, guys. I, and and the, the, that's the thing, too. And, like, the Ohio State-Michigan State, obviously Michigan State's in a world of hurt with their program. But Ohio State, like, what, yeah. would, it, would, they, would they have been better off for the rankings if they just kept the offense out there? I mean, obviously you call the dogs off because that's what you do there. But, I mean, that score could have yeah. been way worse. Yeah, it could have. And, I, I shoot, I, it's it's so early. Like, we have mm-hmm. so much football to be played. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not nitpicking the AP poll no. at this point. No. And certainly not going to nitpick the, the college football playoff. But, yeah, I mean, shoot, Ohio State's going to have their shot. And I, I think they, they could get some help here, here in the next couple of weeks from Tennessee. SC doing a good job, uh, you know, handling Washington State. I, I think they kind of, you know, looked vulnerable at a time, but they were able to pull away in the second half. Props to Oklahoma State, who is in the driver's seat oh, in the yeah. Big 12. They're a team that fought deep again it wasn't their best game but they were battling we know it's not going to get any easier for, for them and uh the mm-hmm. other note i had you know, the pack the yeah, well, for sure the pack 12 uh had an eventful day it started early and it ended with the pack 12 after dark with oregon state just i mean my god stanford. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing stanford anything but that letting the guy bust loose is the last basically the last play of the game walk off yeah. Oh man, I don't know what's I mean, they're Shaw's a lifetime coach there, but yeah. it's weird. They haven't been they haven't been this kind of no. man so, for a long stretch in his career. So Utah trending down, Washington trending down at the upset to Arizona State, the LA schools trending yep. up, Oregon still in the mix, Pac twelve getting fun, getting feisty late. Oh uh, yeah. And then the last thing I have too is we were ch- talking about it. Uh, big week for big continued success this year for the Mississippi schools. And this could be one of the best egg balls of all time. If oh we get there. my goodness! Yeah, like we've been talking, it could be, could be the start of something really special, like a, a nuclear breakdown in the state of Mississippi. Essentially, is going down on the egg bowl. It's going to be just oh, and we've had such a treat, whether they're bad or good. You know, the game's going to be amazing, and we've been spoiled the last few years. 
I would say with the such gag bowl, spoiled rotten eggs, <laughs> and uh, we're going to get another one come uh, come Thanksgiving weekend. It's going to be awesome. Well, we're going to spend a, a, the great deal here the rest of this just looking at games and what we like and what we think about some of the lines this weekend. Uh, but I will say the way it's brought up, the way the schedule is, this this is a great weekend of games. I know we always say Ooh, that, boy. but it starts early. I think every conference has like a marquee game too. So that's that's what stood out to me, Sully, is that every conference yeah. has kind of their game, but there's still other games supporting that around it. So it's a pretty balanced schedule. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, you got you got an absolute just – smorgasbord of goodness starting early penn state michigan Ooh, that's uh michigan really had been tested right you look at look at all the, mm. the teams they played they've they've taken care of business but my god that's got to be the worst non-con schedule in the country so this is their real first gut check and the, i mean i'm not all that impressed with the mini lions like i'm, I'm not i'm not buying them well- yeah, uh, so, so so seven seven or six and a half right now at home for Michigan. It's the big noon kickoff game. So uh, I had some thoughts on this one too. I don't. I'm, I'm with you too. This is a funky one that I'm gonna definitely stay away from. And I think yeah, I like. I, I'm. I would lean a Michigan cover in the sense that I'm yep. not totally sure I trust Penn State. And I, you know, it goes to Clifford for me because yes, this year he's yeah. he's he's checked all the boxes. Obviously, the Auburn game that was a big win, but. You know, all yeah, seems like they're quitting, but they did what they but they've yep. done what they were supposed to do. And I will also say that Purdue looks better than I previously thought when Purdue had them beat early. So maybe Penn State could be game here. I just don't know that their roster that they're built for actually going into the big house and winning this game. Seven seems about a standard yeah. number. Maybe if you can get it down to six and a half, I think Michigan just depth wise, and it's not just Clifford, but I think I think depth wise they're sure. going to be a little better here. Yeah, and I, I, I think I were, as we saw, Auburn games really not impressive as we thought it would be. It's a lot like Michigan, they've taken care of business, but I mean, pretty lackadaisical seventeen-seven win last week against Northwestern. Like, mm, what does that really do for me here going yeah. into the big house? Not a whole lot. The Michigan's been taking care of the ball. They're going to do it again and just pound the rock, quorum, and they're they're going to have a have a fun day in the big house. Whatever happens in this game, just remember you're not the biggest loser in the uh, you're not the, the biggest loser in the Big Ten because that would be a, you know the Iowa Hawkeyes based on what we've seen oh. offensively. Oh my god! I mean, hopefully god, you haven't seen like it. If you're listening. Paint dry. My goodness. Yeah, that, yeah they're that's uh, tough. they're, they're going to get boat race boat race a good bit in this uh, conference. They're it's not, not good. great, Bob. It's not good. Uh, I'll tell you what is good though in a game that you know I would have never thought I'd be keeping tabs on but also in that early slate illinois at home against minnesota six how and, about how the about the line huh? i could be could be undefeated that Should indiana game undefeated. was crazy uh, they're god get... they blew it so so uh, do you have any do you have a read on this illinois six and a half point home dogs against minnesota i know minnesota laid an egg against purdue they seem like they're a team that could snap back out of it i I think Minnesota is going to win this game. I don't know that I trust them to, you know, handle big spreads. I made that joke before, but Minnesota is a team that I thought kind of got a little too full of themselves, a little out in front. I do like what PJ Flex done. I think that they have a great chance to win the West still, but it's going to take obviously yep. a big effort in this game. Hundred percent. It's going. This is going to be a uh, classic, classic noon Big Ten game. Over under set at thirty nine and a half, and I'm not sure I would go over on that. I mean, holy smokes, this is going to be a ground and pound. And defense are pretty good. 
two of the top scoring defenses in the Big Ten, if not one and two, I believe. But, of course, the other side of the ball, you're going to be pounding the rock with Brown and uh, Big Mo. So mm. it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun fun classic. Yeah. I wish this was in November. I wish it was freezing cold. I know. It this, feels this like was, it should be. Yeah, 100%. But it should be a good game. And, it, and I'm, I'll be pulling I'll be pulling for my night. I haven't yeah. been in this spot in a long mm-hmm. time. I know. We, we would love to see some new blood in there. But both these teams are relatively new. Uh, saddest game of the day. I want to submit this now, Minnesota. <laughs> For Virginia Tech and Miami. Miami comes into this game as a seven-point favorite. You'd be hard-pressed to find any team that deserves to be favored less based on what they've done recently than Miami, but here they are. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's like, what is going on? I mean, they, they got they got time down there. They're, they're going to be mm-hmm. they're gonna be just fine moving forward. But, yeah, it's, it's been kind of a what the, what, head-scratching yeah. year for those guys. I mean, they're – the quarterback Van Dyke's been so up and down, like I'm, yeah, just like the team. Yeah, I'm putting, uh, I am putting this next game just quickly on it in my teaser zone. That's Ole Miss Auburn. It's about 15 right now for Ole Miss. It's at home. I think uh, I, I would, I would like to get that to nine in that six point teaser range. I think they'll probably cover this either way. You know, the, the first half, the first half of that game against Vanderbilt. Was just a little, little give me a little pause, a little warning sign about a team that's kind of yeah, just getting into they, that. They just, did the damn thing, you know. They did, so. but my my thing being, my thing being, they're kind of newly in this perch of like, okay, we're a top team now. Now we got to actually, you know, got to bring it, you know. And I think Who, how is Auburn going to score with them? I don't. Yeah, well, that's a good question. That's a good. That's a fair point. I mean, Auburn kind of you know, was in the mix against Georgia until the till the you know it got away from them. Yeah, but I, I'm still not even that impressed with Georgia and well, their offense. That That's too. Yeah. Okay, I think Ole Miss is a different animal, and they're they're going to be just fine, and they're going to cover. Give me give me the reps. You like 15, huh? That's a big number, but okay, yeah. I like it. Okay, uh, another one I got for you, and I'll tell you these guys if you want to talk teasers or just outright. Longhorns really just put a number in that in that Red River Shootout Showdown, whatever uh-huh. the heck the kids are calling it these days. Just the, one of the worst losses Oklahoma's had. That's an entire another story. Iowa State comes in reeling themselves. We talked about this, Sully. I think the Longhorns are are alive dogs going forward in that conference. There's going to be some battles yeah. still. Oklahoma State's got TCU. You'll have the Longhorns getting a crack at these teams. They'll have a chance to kind of make their move. I don't sixteen. I kind of actually feel more confident, maybe more than the Ole Miss line. But I think the Longhorns are just you know with Quinn Ewers. That's know, the man. difference. You look at, Quinn Ewers is the difference, and that's what scares me. Iowa State's just been close, lost Stadium the last. I mean, ten nine. That that heartbreaker against Kansas State. Hate to lose that. It's like one of the lowest scoring games you'll see in Power Five football all year. Yeah. Um, Kansas close. I mean, come on, man. They had that game won. But that State this kid here, man. But this kid, Quinn Ewers, like that's the thing. And I know, yeah, I know they lost the to Tech, but I mean, what would what would this line be even with that loss if Quinn Ewers is playing? Texas would be considerable yeah. favorites. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. No, I, I, I could, I could be talked into it. Yeah, well, I, yeah, and Iowa State. I mean, I, you're right; they're not that bad, but this stuff com- no. compounds, and they're better just... than three and three. Oh God. Uh, Sully here on the Money Mitch Effect talking to Sean Sullivan as we talk more college football lines. Yeah, another team, Oklahoma, has got a nine-and-a-half-point line that I'm not sure I like over Kansas. Even though Kansas is going back up QB. I mean, this that kid Bean was looking pretty good. And, and I don't know. I mean, the Sooners in conference, this is one of the worst years that they've ever had in their Big 12 run that's coming to an end. 
uh, and they just don't tackle. So, I mean, that... this is a what does Vegas know? Like, I, even with the backup, like the way they played last week, both teams. Yeah, that's a lot of points over a right, touchdown. Right, because let's look at the transitive property here, right? Oklahoma gets killed by TCU. TCU and Kansas is a heck of a game that goes down to the wire, and then Oklahoma right. is a over a touchdown favorite. And this all happened in the last couple weeks. So maybe this couple is a weeks. what does Vegas know game. What do they know? Like, is, is that backup? Was, was he just running on adrenaline, and, and they gave him like some the smelling salts, some good, good and good at halftime smelling yeah. salts, and ran him out there? Like, I don't know, man. Uh, I, they must know something that more, more than I, because I'm, I'm taking the Jayhawks in this one. Yeah, with all those I mean, points, you'd think, right? They haven't. Points. They haven't. Points. They've been in every. I mean, they just lost one game. Yeah. It was close. They're not. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you there. I don't know where you look at Oklahoma and think, man, they're going to cover. Um, and I do want to mm-hmm. say, okay, so your, your game, we can get to it now. The premier game uh, of the afternoon, oh, yeah. Alabama and Tennessee. What do you think about the line being at about a touchdown even? Like, and I know Bryce Young looks like he's going to play. You have the unfortunate situation with the the, the safety. The line itself, yeah. seven, seven and a half. Does that sit right with you? Kind of from the twenty thousand foot view. Yeah, I guess. Like, I'm I'm still taking Tennessee to cover in this one. I think it's going to be a tight game at home. Um, defense has been playing well. I think that's the key. I mean, the safety. You can lose the safety. Luckily, they they have some a little bit of depth there. Obviously, you never want to lose it going against Bryce Young in Alabama, but, I mean, it's, it is what it is. And then you get Cedric Tillman, knock on wood, probably coming back. That just gives a whole another gear to this offense. They were looking just fine last week against LSU without him, but, hey, it, it's it's good when you could have a potential first-round pick yeah. join the ranks with Jalen Hyatt and uh, the rest of that wide receiver core. Like that, that's a really good weapon that you could add, and you really need him in these big games. And I think they're able to score with Alabama – and uh, hopefully force a couple turnovers and at home that 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 all adds up to a really close game to me. Would you say that a first half or a, would you say a first half line would be something you would explore as well, depending on what you can get? It yeah, at? yeah. Oh, hundred percent. That that Tennessee jumping out real quick, and uh, I I could see them having a lead at halftime. Certainly. Man, first time in, in since 89, both these teams have been undefeated playing each other. As you pointed out, it was Bama who didn't get the job done early in that, and it's been Tennessee recently. So I'm just glad that mm-hmm. we're finally here, and, I, and I'm hoping for a good game. And, you know, regardless, yeah. obviously Tennessee, want you guys want to win this game and what that would mean. But, and I don't want to do the loser talk mentality, but a good showing will go a long way. Let's just put it that way. Oh yeah, this is year two. Let's be realistic yeah. here. You know, like it's 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 ahead of schedule already. The, the for where the offense was in 2020 to now is night and day. Going to be 30 plus recruits uh, in in Neyland. That's going to be key. Have a tight game. You're going to win some hearts and minds over there. It's always about recruiting in the SEC, as we know. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a tight game and some way worse Tennessee teams. Um, have given Alabama games in that stretch. And it hasn't been like it's been a bunch of blowouts here. That's true. Um, and a lot of uh, the, the closest games have all been on the road in that stretch. So you're at home. Uh, this is going to be the rowdiest crowd. Um, I don't know. <laughs> maybe 2004 Florida? Mm-hmm. Even if that? I, That's a good been, one. It's a good callback. Um, yeah, it's a good callback. Uh, I mean, they were pretty rowdy against Ole Miss last year with the with the mustard toss, but I think this can be one more step above it. 
I would hope so. I really crazy. would hope so. Um, okay. Yeah. You so, might be throwing ketchup this time. Oh, yeah. Or ketchup, some relish, a whiskey bottle. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> something there. Uh, the ACC's premier game, I just want to mention, uh, as well as North Carolina State taking on Syracuse. North Carolina Come State. On, well, North Carolina State. Another go- team you haven't seen in a bit. I don't know about this line, though, because Syracuse being the three-and-a-half-point favorite in this one, my worry being this is a drastic step up in <laughs> in teams that they've played. So yeah. I would say I would I would have definitely leaned more to this being a pick line where I, I just don't know that giving a team like NC State, who did get beat down pretty good by Clemson, but that you know sometimes that helps the team out there as well. But this is Syracuse's audition, man. This is their chance, you know. You want to prove you're legitimate, yeah, I, do it against the Wolfpack, who came in and, and are understandably hyped up. That's what, that's what I was about to say. You know, you're, the rest of they're coming off a bye, but then you got a big old 59 to nothing win over Wagner, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Virginia, Purdue, at UConn, like Louisville was a nice win. But, yeah, this is this is the first, a lot like Michigan, where this is the, your first gut check. Um, let's kind of prove that number next to your name. Quickly, do you have a read on BYU Arkansas? BYU two point home dogs. They lost to Notre Dame. Arkansas reeling a bit as well. Uh, interesting time for these two teams to play. Oh my gosh, you want to go mash potatoes on this? But I, I, I don't know. The last week might have broke them. You know. Yeah, it might have. BYU. And BYU was coming along in the second half of that Notre Dame game. Honestly, yeah, they looked pretty good against Notre Dame and kind of fumbled that thing away. So. Yeah, I, I I would lead BYU in this one. I think the the uh, hog train has, has slowed down a little bit, but they're I mean they're still a good program, so they'll, they'll be fine. Gotta love some Pittman boys, but Ooh. yeah, give me BYU. Wow, BYU, maybe to do it. Uh, Arkansas fans, if you're making the trip, here comes the South. Oh yeah, yeah, here comes <laughs> here comes here comes the three percent uh, beer um, or, or and tequila both. It's, it's, it's going to be a hurricane of mashed potatoes and who knows what's else. Um, man, <laughs> big, big 12 game, big 12 game, Oklahoma State, TCU. TCU four-point favorites at home. Oklahoma State coming in after their throwing win last week against Texas Tech. TCU knocked off undefeated Kansas. I don't know. I, I would say points are going to be a plenty in this one. Old school Big 12, Sanders and Dugan looking really good at QB. Yeah, I guess I guess I don't know that I have a read on this one, Sully. Other than I think I would go over. Yeah, if anything, the root, just root for points. But I, I, I think Oklahoma State's at least going to cover. I think this is your a tight ball game here. I do like Max Duggan, and and he he is a stud. Um, been playing really well as of late, and given a lot of lot of a little bit of a Heisman whisper for him if he keeps this going, can go get a get a big run at home against Oklahoma State, but. Yeah, I, I tend to lead. This is going to be a wacky one. Stay away. Just root for points. Yeah, this is going to go a long way to determining what happens in the Big 12 for sure. Um, man, just an exciting time for college football. A lot of games still. And, and I guess I could kind of you know throw it to you as well. We got Clemson, Florida State is one. And you know if we go to the night slate, mm-hmm. Clemson's only a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, they're, every time you want to trust Clemson, you just have flashbacks, or at least I do, of just – overthrowing receivers and just not you know the yep. offense sputtering but when it's on i mean they are a top five team so i like clemson yeah, i wouldn't say i like clemson i wouldn't say i love them in this case no no on the road i mean that's i don't know I, i'm kind of leaning leaning clemson here after uh last week dismantling boston college obviously florida state is is not boston college but yeah i think they'll i think they'll, think they'll just 
be just fine. Scare against Wake Forest, NC State, they they were all right, and then of course this railing, uh, poor BC and uh, Chestnut Hill. So um, yeah, I, I think I'm leaning Clemson on this one. All right, man. Last one I got for you. It's a big one out west. USC at Utah. USC three and a half point mm. underdogs on the road. Utah lost that game. USC coming in undefeated, but to be fair, and I think a reason why Vegas has the line the way this is, you know, the last time they had that tough road test, it wasn't quite as late, but, you know, that Oregon State game was a battle. So three and a half point dogs for the Trojans. Utah needs this one to stay relevant after last week's loss. What say you? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, this just screams USC choking in the recent years, but, I mean, I, I've seen. Uh, Cam Williams up front, um, Caleb Williams, excuse me, and my goodness, like, what a talent. Dude is, is untouchable back there. If you go back to Utah and having issues with Anthony Richardson, this is a whole level because this guy can actually sling the rock. So I tend to lean USC on this one. Obviously a little bit of a homer uh, with the connections, but, yeah, they, and you got to give credit to their defense, too. They, they kind of bowed up last week. Her a couple in the last couple of weeks and turning people over. Yeah. So that, that's going to be a big key. Well, Utah scores, so that's the other thing. I mean, maybe points are the, the play in this one, too. 26 was their lowest output in that loss to Florida. They scored 32 last week. Yeah, maybe that's the play. Maybe it's a matter of how much do you trust this SC defense to make some plays on the road, which they did against Oregon State down the stretch, but this yep. offense being a little better. I think a three and yeah. a half, I would lean USC with that extra point, or extra half point, but man, this is good. If USC wins this game, they're really riding high. They've gotten through a tough portion of their schedule with some more games to come, and uh, you got to always be prepared of that team with their back against the wall in Utah's case. Yeah, uh, this is you get over this hump, you got a bye week, Arizona, Cal, Colorado, and then you finish the year with the two biggies in UCLA that looks Really fun. That's going to be a fun matchup. And then uh, Notre Dame, that's always going to be a, uh, a tight game between those two guys. So, yeah, uh, this, if you get over this guy, you're, you're smiling pretty and going to be in the top top ten until playoff deep in the playoff announcement time. Well, Sully, this has been a pleasure. Uh, best of luck. I know it's going to be a crazy game, crazy week for you. Um, but you know what? Mm-hmm. You're going to enjoy it. And you got to enjoy these moments, even if there's impending doom, because you're relevant again. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it's all about. People are watching Tennessee football again with a smile on their face instead of just uh, seeing a trash can on the sidelines and actually uh, buying cigars with the hope of we always buy one just with a with a little twinkle in your eye. Hey, maybe yeah. this is the year well, since pull- Aaron Foster was yeah. jumping over the top. Um, yeah, yikes. I'm pulling for you, man. Give the give the social media posters, you know, everybody a chance to post for the first time since social media was oh, invented. Yeah. Give these 16 year old kids and younger their first Tennessee yeah, balls you can't, victory over you, Bama. Let's go. You could you couldn't even get up on YouTube really and 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 search <laughs> a, a Tennessee Bama highlight with Aaron Foster mm. back in the day. Yeah. So uh, hadn't sent an iMessage yet. That, that was yeah. probably one of my more favorite stats. Yeah, the web wasn't uh, the web wasn't what it was. There were some other sites. Never I mean, posted on Twitter. Yeah. Now's the time. We'll see if it happens. Sean Sullivan, thanks for showing up here on the Money Mitch Effect and uh, talking some college ball. Absolutely, it's always a pleasure, good sir.
All right, huge thanks to Sean Sullivan. We'll see how his balls do against Alabama. Big slate of games. 9 a.m. on the West Coast all the way through the night. It's, uh, it's nothing can beat college football on Saturdays. I always say it, but it's true. All right, now we're talking the pro game with Tyler Tesson, who is calling in from St. Louis. We talk about the Chiefs surviving the Raiders on Monday night. Mahomes looking great as usual. All these roughing the passer calls. Are we surprised by the Giants, Cowboys, and the Eagles dominating their, their standing to beat some good teams? We break down all the games this weekend, including Eagles, Cowboys, and Chiefs, Bills, and talk a little MLB playoffs off the top. It's Tyler Tesla now on the Money Mitch Effect. All right, now on the Money Mitch Effect to talk some football. First time this year, Tyler Tesla calling in from St. Louis. Tyler, thanks for joining the show. Um, I just, I just want to know right off the top, how's the mood there? What's going on? Baseball legends are, are put out to pasture uh, through the Phillies, but how's everybody feeling in the in the great city of St. Louis? It's, uh, it's a pretty somber mode right now, <laughs> mood I would say right now. Um, not the way people thought it would end, and no. with the debacle that was Friday. It, it's isn't it, it weird? Yeah, it's weird how it happened, right? Because like start of the year, there was some buzz on the Cardinals, and then. You know, they were just kind of, you know, not middling, but they were they were hovering, you know, around the division race, which wasn't, you know, anything special. You know, the pool stuff happens. He gets on fire. Goldsmith tears it up. And, you know, then you have this, like, Cinderella story of, like, wouldn't it be great if in Pujols and Molina's last year they went out? And then, you know, of course it never goes that way. But uh, game, Friday, ninth inning, I mean, that is, that's, that's why it's got to be tough to shake. I mean, that is just, it was inexplicable. Yeah, it's. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of blame to go around. A lot of bad decisions were made, and if you're a hurt pitcher, you got to come out of the game. <laughs> that's a good. Point. You can't try and play through an injury in that situation. It's just uh, bad situation. But it, I mean, I think for the people in St. Louis that watched it close, though, we're worried just because. Sadly, I mean. Pools was carrying the team for the last <laughs> yeah. month. I mean, yeah. Goldschmidt was just completely lost. I don't know if he was hurt or what, but he just looked like he was just so uncomfortable. And, you know, you can't rely on Pools to carry in the playoffs. And, it, you know, yeah, it should have been a third game. But, you know, ultimately when you're top two guys get one hit, you're not going to have too mm-hmm. much success. Well, I guess the last thing could be on this is just, you know, Pujols, who has this remarkable career, comes back to St. Louis and then has this year. Allegedly 42 years old, but we might need to have a ruling on that. Uh, Albert Pujols' legacy, I guess, in the city, he's, you know, it's not just in our lifetimes, but of St. Louis athletes ever, he's clearly on Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was was awesome just, you know, him coming back him embracing it and I mean I think this year probably would have been a second or third best year in <laughs> Anaheim <laughs> yeah. I mean as crazy as it sounds I, I really think it was like up there it would have been one of his best years there yeah it was a uh, a sad ending for the team but at least he went out playing some good ball I think the DH rule in the NL really did help him out and uh, he was able to you know wear the uniform the, uh, that he made famous so Props to him. Uh, I'm currently, as we're recording this now, watching my team, the Guardians, lose to the Yankees and a center fielder hit a home run who wears a double mouth guard. So that's kind of how my <laughs> night's going. Uh, but, you know, that team is like, you know, that team is like, you know, the comparisons of the Major League Baseball team. Like, they didn't really pay anyone. 
you know, Ramirez took the hometown, dis- hometown discount, and we are playing the big, bad Yankees. But I guess there's a positive for me that they can just discover pitching left and right. Like, it is really impressive that Cleveland just drafts so well. Yeah. No, it really is, especially with you look at the payroll against what they're playing tonight and the Yankees. I mean, it's nothing. So, I mean, I, somehow Francona, man, he just mm-hmm. finds a way to get players motivated and find the right young guys to play. It's it's amazing. I was talking to somebody the other day. I can't even imagine what the Cardinals would look like if we had hired him over Matheny <laughs> years and years ago. I think that I was know. the biggest miss we've had. Yeah. Matheny losing his second managerial job not too long ago as well, and it's just, it just hasn't gone well for him. But no, I, I, it's just it's remarkable to have a guy who gets the players to buy in, and uh, you know we'll see. I mean, I know the Dodgers are are looking tough again. The Astros can't kill that team with them rallying today. But I do think, and this is the final thing I'll say on baseball with this added team and these added wild card series, I think there's going to be at least one or two you know top teams, teams that buys quote unquote. They get knocked out. I'm just not sure that this rest or this extra time off is going to be a great thing, and I do think the MLB might revisit it a little bit. Yeah, it's weird because I hated the one, like the one game wild card. Like if you won a division mm-hmm. and you had one game, like I like three home games, but and you get rewarded if you're the top two teams and get that rest. But as we see in every sport, that rest usually does not pay off unless you're just far and above everybody else but generally the team sitting around for a while it ends up biting them yeah we'll see what happens man it's going to be a fun baseball postseason already is with some big comebacks and uh, some drama so we'll keep notes on that uh turning our attention to the national football league which is uh, always dominating the sports news as it does i think the first question is is could you actually describe what roughing the passer is or maybe what it isn't because i don't know what the answer to that second question is yeah, it's uh, there's a couple good examples this weekend out there, and one last night. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna have to do something before the playoffs start because it's just it's getting ridiculous, and they're nobody knows. Everybody's just getting <laughs> pissed off about it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely making the headlines. So if it's gonna make them change, I think that's it. I mean, I don't know that this is a direct response to Tua's injury and some stuff not happening, but I just know that. You know they've they've done they've made it safer to play quarterback all the way through like all the way through the last ten plus years, but now we've gotten to a point where there literally is nothing that some of these defender defensive players can do. The Tom Brady hit where he rolled so he wouldn't land on him because that's part of the rule. Chris Jones on the Chiefs actually had the football in his hands last night. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's a problem and I think it's a plague that's going to keep going unless they you know make a direct fix to it. Um, and maybe these refs that make these calls need to be punished too. I don't know what the answer is, but nobody wants this. Players, fans, even the fans that are crying for player safety. You know, not a single person looks at these penalties and says, "Oh, this is a good idea. I want more of that." Yeah, and, and the last thing the NFL needs is another rule that can be reviewed. There's, I feel like every <laughs> other place reviewed at this point. It's just that's just going to slow things down even more, make people more angry. <laughs> Are you surprised, I guess, I guess, how surprised are you with just the dominance so far out of the gate from the NFC East? Because I don't think anybody really predicted that they'd have three teams that were one loss or less. I think the Eagles were showing some signs and the Cowboy defense people raved about. The Giants were not really on anyone's radar at the start. But to have three juggernauts at least early and actually have some of them overcome adversity, that might be the most shocking thing in the NFL this year. Yeah, and it's usually like 
<laughs> the NFC East like beating up on each other when they're terrible, but they're they're beating good teams too that they're not supposed to beat. Like it's kind of the complete opposite of years past, and especially with Dak going down. You know, I think everybody thought that Dallas would be pretty good if Dak was healthy, but when he went down and you're playing with a backup quarterback and you've got four wins, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, I don't even think that Dak like I mean, obviously Cooper Rush is done the job and he's you know undefeated as a starter and all this stuff and props to him but it's almost like when Dak was there they kind of had a force-fed game plan maybe it's because he's making so much money but they're kind of keeping it simple relying on their defense and you know everybody wants Tony Power to get more carries but I think balancing him and Zeke and you know giving them making them the focal point of the offense and keeping it smarter in a way is helping them I just I can't believe the Giants Brian Abel's job there is amazing and you know, with what they're doing with Daniel Jones and how they're just overcoming injuries and not using them as an excuse to roll over has been just insane. Yeah, my only concern if I was a Giants fan would just be Jones is running a ton. And, I mean, he's been injury prone every year he's been in the league. I would just, like, how long is it sustainable with the amount of running he's doing right now? I mean, it's working, so we'll see. But that would be my only concern if I was a I think that they're just okay with that because he's probably not the long-term answer, and it's just run him into the ground. <laughs> that's where I'm, that's where yeah. I'm at. But, that was as good of a year as we can have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Eagles, though, I mean, last undefeated team in football, Jalen Hurts has taken steps. Um, I'd say the front office took the biggest steps by bringing in all these good players. And, you know, it's not just Hurts. This offense has some guys on it. Yeah, they're, they are loaded. I mean – when you've got Brown and Smith out there who are top receivers in the league, I mean, it is, it's tough to cover. And then, I mean, it's not even like they have a great running back. I mean, they kind of have some middle of the road guys that they kind of move in and out, but I mean, Hertz is almost your lead back right now with as much as he's running. I mean, he's just, he's making plays every time he gets the ball. He, re- he really is. Uh, and that game last week really was a nice meeting between, I think maybe the most impressive team so far. And the most uh, disappointing team so far for me, I think the Arizona Cardinals are high on that list. Something is just off, right? Because there's times when it looks great and everything's fine, and I don't think you can just say DeAndre Hopkins will come back and fix everything. But something's off, whether it's Kyler, whether it's, whether it's Kingsbury, or just pieces missing. But they seem to kind of self-destruct at these big moments. Yeah, and it was always – I mean, if you remember back to last year, even when they had a great year, I mean, Kingsbury was kind of on the hot seat still. Like, people were calling for him, thinking he wasn't the guy. And you look at all the scrutiny Kyler got when he signed the contract and the strange clauses in there. I think there was just a lot of red flags around the team going in the season that maybe people closer to the team or know people inside the room had just knew more about what was going on. And, I mean, Hopkins is a huge loss. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marquis, or yeah, Brown's having a good year, and I, I'm sure Hopkins is going to help open things up. But yeah, it's he's not going to solve all their problems, that's for sure. I think Antonio Brown would agree. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, they're only a game out of first, which is being occupied in that West by the Niners. Jimmy G at the helm. You know, I, I just I think you got to look towards last year's Super Bowl champs, the Rams, and. While there's still plenty of time to figure it out, and while they are playing the schedule of a defending Super Bowl champ, which is one of the things I like from the NFL, is that they make it tougher when you when you win and when you get good. But they that line it, that offensive line is just terrible, and until that until that you know is addressed or they can make adjustments, I don't really see Stafford finishing this season. 
No, I mean, he's just getting killed out there. And I think Von Miller leaving was a huge loss to that defense. I mean, you remember the playoffs. That mm-hmm. guy was just everywhere. I mean, he was – I mean, uh, he's just the leader of that defense, you know, from the line back. And I, you can see what he's doing in Buffalo. I mean, he's just an impact guy, and I think they're missing him a lot more than they thought. Division's fun uh, with the Niners there, as I mentioned at the top. And uh, you got to like the Seahawks, and this will kind of segue into my next thing. But the Seahawks are playing a fun brand of football with uh, Geno Smith just slinging it out. And I think Pete Carroll might just be sticking it to Russell Wilson. I'm not, I'm not sure. But, you know, they're, they're actually a fun team to watch the Seahawks play. I don't think they're quite, you know, they're definitely not as bad as we thought they were. They're not that maybe playoff level, but they're going to be fun. Yeah, I, I mean, it's. I would love to know the story behind Russell Wilson leaving. I'm sure there's a lot there, and they're definitely just trying to stick it to him and say it wasn't all on him. I mean, but he's looked terrible. That team has. I have concerns about him. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I just, I think we all just thought they'd be like one of the worst teams in the league, and it's kind of nice to see that they're yeah. not that bad. The Russell Wilson stuff. I mean, the shoulder injury. I was like, well, finally something makes sense because before that, it was like, what is, you know, what is happening here, and why did this guy fall off a cliff at? you know, relatively young age for the position. I don't know. I mean, that Thursday night game was just an abomination across the board. And uh, I don't know what the, uh, other than getting healthy, if that'll fix it. But Russell playing at his all-time low level of professional football since he came into the league. Yeah, I don't know if the, co- the coach is the best fit for him and who knows how long he's going to make it through this year. Day. But, I mean, he's got, you know, he's got Sutton, he's got Judy. I mean, he's got some great receivers that he hasn't had in the past. So, I mean, I you would have thought he would have came in and just tore it up instantly and maybe the defense is what they're worried about but it's complete opposite right now he just he just i don't know if it's adapting to the playbook or a new system or if he's hurt but there's yeah there would be some huge red flags going off if you're a broncos fan for the contract he signed going into the year Tyler Tesson here on the Money Mitch Effect talking NFL football. Well, yeah, I, I, it's that quarterback position, and everyone wants to get it right, and they get aggressive, and then even when you think you got a guy like Russell Wilson, the level hasn't been there. But, I mean, how dumb do we all look thinking that the Chiefs would take like a drastic step back? <laughs> it's like they still have Mahomes. They still have Kelsey. They've still got Andy Reid calling plays. I guess we should never really be worried about their offense. No. I think as long as Mahomes is there, they're going to feed this form, and it's another team that's funny. I mean, they pretty much have a non-existent run game. I mean, it, it's pretty <laughs> much Mahomes slinging the ball, and if they need, you know, a run, he's usually the guy scrambling and making it happen. It's it's just amazing what they've done with zero run game whatsoever. And he's, you know, and I mean, losing Tyreek Hill, and they just move in new pieces, and he finds a way to make it work. It's He's a phenomenon, that's for sure. It's just a different type of quarterback. It's insane, really. And you look at the landscape, and it's the you know even in the conference and the division. Certainly, some teams we kind of just assume would take that next step. It's not guaranteed, and it looks like Chiefs Bills, which is this weekend's game, is going to be you know again with big conference implications. What the Bills have done too. I mean, what they continue to do offensively. Josh Allen taking the next next step. This team's aggressive uh, through and through. Another team that doesn't really have a running game. So you basically you have your two top AFC teams that don't really run the football that well. Besides their quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's the best running back on both teams. Yeah, I mean, he is. 
he just gets better and better every year. It, it is amazing. To, like, I mean, I think everybody thought he'd be a decent NFL back, but I don't think anybody expected him to be this good. It's, he's, it's just when him and Mahomes are on, it's, it's much watch. Like, there's not another quarterback you'd want to watch outside of those two. No, not not even close right now. And, uh, I mean, they did beat – would you say the Steelers are the worst team in the NFL? Because they're definitely in the in the consideration category. Yeah, I, I they've, they've got a good argument for it right now. Sure. I mean, I mean, I would almost throw, I would throw them in there. I would almost throw Carolina. I know they fired Matt Rule, but I mean Baker Mayfield just not an NFL quarterback, and that team just looks lost and, and desperate out there. Yeah, and you've got the best running back in the league, and you can't even get the guy the ball to do it. <laughs> I know. I uh, did you watch the end of that Cleveland uh, LA Chargers game? Did you see just exactly what transpired in the last four minutes? I didn't know. So, you know, Nick Chubb, who I would say unbiasedly is probably the best running back in football, and they know they're gashed um, but the Chargers, you know, start scoring after it goes crazy. Um, Browns come down, drive the field. Jacoby Brissett throws a terrible interception in the end zone. It looks like he could have ran it in. But then there's Brandon Staley at his own 46 going for it on fourth and one and not getting it. So, you know, up, up by two, going against a backup quarterback with about a minute left or so. So that was, you know, unfortunately for the Chargers, unfortunately for me and the Browns, Cade York, another high draft pick that doesn't seem like he's panning out right now, misses a field goal. But, you know, the analytics movement, we saw it with the Raiders too. I mean, they go for too late and, you know, the Sunday night game where the Bengals were going early. Um, it seems like we're just going off the chart now and nothing else, and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I get – the probability and putting analytics to play, but sometimes you gotta. There's some feel you gotta have too, like how the other team's defense is playing, how their quarterback's playing. I, I think there's just a lot of factors that have to come into play outside of just what the analytics say. Yeah, like if the analytics say like jump off a bridge, don't do it. You gotta just take <laughs> into account some other stuff, but. The Raiders one I actually thought made more sense just because their defense was getting destroyed in the second half that I thought maybe just going for two there and they ended up still having a chance. Um, rough night to be a Raiders fan. Yeah, ruff, ruff, and, yeah. and Jacobs was just running over people all night too. <laughs> I know. They kind of abandoned that in the second half. But it was it was definitely a rough night to be a Raiders fan and a camera guy around Devontae Adams because that was just <laughs> – I mean, he, he apologized, but I don't I don't know if I buy though. He just kind of startled me. I didn't even see him. Yeah, I I thought he would probably get suspended. I, I guess he might just get a big fine, but it's yeah, definitely a good look for him and not a good look for the NFL. If you were uh, if you were drafting players right now in the NFL, like one to let's say thirty, fifty, whatever it may be, do you think Justin Tucker would be in there? Oh, man. Be tough not to. I mean, you look at all the games he's won for the Ravens yeah, over yeah. the years. I mean, it's I mean, it's just a guarantee every time he's up there. It's it's unbelievable. He really and is, Pretty man. much from 50, like 59 yards and under, he's pretty much automatic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he makes everything. And that kick to win the game was about as dead center as you could kick it, so... Uh, it's it's something, man, watching him play. It's quite a weapon. The Ravens are a team that, you know, I think a lot of people thought maybe they could be in that top tier with the Chiefs and the Bills. But, you know, they have the big lead on the Bills. They have the big lead on the Dolphins. There's just something that might not be clicking, and 
not just you know on the offense on Lamar's eye. The defense at times gets at times gets vulnerable. So Ravens, I I would say have the driver's seat in that division based on what I've seen with the Browns' issues and Burrow getting killed out there. But they haven't exactly put it together for four full quarters a lot. No, and it's you know with the whole Lamar Jackson contract situation too. You never know if that's playing a role in anything. I mean, he's been playing great this year, but it's that's got to be on his mind at all times on the Ravens mind. And you know, that's been in the locker room. So you never know what type of role that's playing as well. It's a crazy time. Um, I guess the only other thing I had before we look at some of these games would be, you know, Matt rule gone. He, he's fired from the Panthers. I would assume he'll land on his feet going back to college, but first coaching change of maybe a few during the season, certainly at the end of the season, I mean, I, I know there's going to be new hires, but I, I would got I, I got to think Tyler that Sean Payton's going to be coaching the NFL next year. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's that's the division he owned for a long time, so it would be a good fit. But I have a feeling he's going to hold out for the best job possible and mm-hmm. the job that probably has a QB in place. And I don't think Carolina's that job right now. <laughs> no, it does not seem that way unless there's a rookie he likes and they can kind of square him up. But it doesn't seem like that. Although the Cowboys, you know, with them doing well, everyone was pushing McCarthy out the door, and now they're looking good there. Um, but we'll see. Um, let's look at some of these games. So Tyler Tess on here on the Money Mitch Effect. I'm just going to skip right over Washington, Chicago on Thursday night because why bother? <laughs> uh, I'm a little. I'm a little Man, it's like a repeat of last week. That's oh, going to be terrible. Too. Terrible I mean, games in a row. At least, though, this one might have more turnovers with Wentz and Fields, you know, like more exciting yeah. somehow. Uh, I'll start with mine. I mean, the, the Browns at home against the Patriots, you know, down to two and three, and the Patriots also two and three. Their their defense looks good. I don't know. I mean, Bill Belichick is kind of high on this team. Zappy's still at quarterback, which might not be that much, you know, of a drop-off, if any, for Mac Jones, but... The Patriots defense is looking good. I just I would love to see the Browns put this game together and Jacoby Brissett to not have an interception in the final three minutes of a game for once. Yeah, and the Patriots have been kind of like great one game and show up, and then they just totally are just terrible the next mm-hmm. game. So I don't know, coming off a high with, you know, new quarterback in there, we'll see how they bounce back. But, yeah, it's all check at the end of the day, so you can mm-hmm. never count them out. Yeah. Great one game. Andy Coach, he coached Brissett for a couple of years, so he yeah. knows what what he's got coming. <laughs> that's true, and that's very scary. Uh, good one game, bad the next sounds a lot like, you know, they play the Colts, but sounds a lot like Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, but I would say, I mean, probably, the, you know, outside of like NFC East and Miami, I mean, the Jaguars have to be up there as one of the biggest surprises of the year. Just, I mean, it couldn't get any worse than last year, but <laughs> no. what's how big of a debacle it was, how just terrible Lawrence looked last year. I mean, just the fact they're even competitive this year is, you know, it's it's not what anybody expected. Would you be surprised if the Packers don't bounce back against the Jets? I mean, they, they kind of gave it away against the Giants, and this Jets team's frisky, but Packers at Lambeau, this feels like one that they have to have and more often than not do have in this time of the year. Yeah, I would be shocked if the Packers win against the Jets. I don't. It's. I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the supporting cast he's had in the past. Well, he doesn't have Devontae Adams, I guess we'll say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just he doesn't have a whole lot of ops right now. But I don't know the Packers and Rodgers at Lambeau. It's. 
I, I'm not a big believer in the Jets quite yet, so I I would be on Green Bay. I feel the same way. I also, you know, it's interesting, the Vikings, who we didn't talk about, if they beat the Dolphins, who maybe know who's going to play quarterback, they go to 5-1, and one, which just seems kind of strange given the types of games they've been in recently, how exciting that's been. Uh, and then, of course, you know, got to mention that this is the perfect time for Tom Brady to kind of get everything going good in his life, taking on the Steelers, where he's just dominated them in his career. But the Brady story, we haven't talked about this, has just been very fascinating for all that he's kind of dealing with and how he just literally won't quit the game at the expense of his family. Just been a remarkable time for Tom Brady. It's, it's just such an odd situation. I mean, you know, you've got all the divorce rumors swirling, and then, like, the one that I think is just so odd is the whole Miami offseason mm. story where, I mean, it, it seemed like there was something to it, but that he was trying to go there for like partial ownership or, you know, wanting a bigger role. It's just, I feel like there's just a lot of unknowns and it just doesn't make sense. And then he comes back and Arian steps down the following, like within a couple <laughs> days of it. It's just, it's just really a strange situation. Arian steps down and then he's still on the sidelines telling Mike Evans to go fight Lattimore. It's just crazy. Yeah, we'll see. Well, the best game of the weekend and the best regular season game we've had, that Bills-Chiefs game, Kansas City hosting the Buffalo Bills. Uh, scene of the crime for Bills fans, but I expect this one to be a great game. I think Buffalo's going to come in pissed off. I would actually lean them here. They're three-point road favorites, which is interesting, but this has all the makings, in my mind, Tyler, of one team's going to take this game way more seriously than the other. Yeah, and Kansas City kind of coming off, you know, strange game last night short rest i yeah i don't know the bills have they've played well against kansas city it seems like mm -hmm. since josh allen's been there so i'm with you i i i can see the bills taking that one they trashed them in kansas city last year in the regular season and then obviously we know we're 13 seconds away there but you can't count out mahomes and what he's capable of four touchdowns all of them to travis kelsey crazy stuff uh, and then the sunday night game do you, do you still have the Eagles staying undefeated as they host the Cowboys? I think so. I think the Eagles are just too good with Cooper Rush at quarterback. I just I, I don't see them losing that game. But great defense crews, your things could happen. Eileen Eagles, I want to see if Mika Parsons is healthy. I know he, he stayed in the game and played well. He's a freak, obviously, but had the groin thing. This almost feels like a threshold game to me. Like if the Eagles get to like 24 points, that's probably enough. You know, if they if they get if the Cowboys can hold them to under twenty, then you know they're right in the range. But I don't know if they can score in a shootout. I know Hertz can put up points. Yeah, I I'm with I honestly almost think oh they get twenty one points. I don't know if they're gonna lose. I just the Cowboys just can't put up a bunch of points. They gotta rely on their defense and keep it a low scoring game if they're gonna have any shot here. All right. Well, I can't wait to see how this one uh, shakes out this Sunday. Tyler Tesson, this was a blast. Um, I never did ask you this, so we can finish off. Who is your Super Bowl pick be right now? Ooh. I think I'd go with the Bills. Okay. I think that would be my pick right now. But, Not you. Yeah, preseason, I said, i got to remember now. I said, I'm pretty sure I said Packers over Bills, which I don't know if I feel that way, Green Bay, but, you know, Bills look motivated, and uh, that's where I'm at. But Bills over, who do you think? Tampa, Brady gets back one more time? I don't think so. 
I just I don't I think they're just gonna have a, like a nine and seven year. I don't think they're gonna do mm. anything crazy. Oh man, I'll go out. I'll go Minnesota. Oh wow! I won't go with the favorite of the Eagles. I think really? Minnesota looks great. I mean, you... Cousins looks like he's having the best year of his career. I think it might be his time to silence the critics. Do you realize how crazy that would be if those two fan bases, the ones never won, one hasn't <laughs> won, and like you know, I don't think the Vikings don't have a Super Bowl either. So yeah. Well, that would be something. Can't wait for that. Uh, Tyler Teston, thanks again for coming on the Money Mitch Effect. Always welcome. We'll be chopping it up soon. All right. Thanks, Mitch. Appreciate it. That's it for this week's episode of the Money Mitch Effect. Thanks to Sean Sullivan. Thanks to Tyler Teston. And thanks to each and every one of you for listening. A reminder, the Money Mitch Effect can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Just search Money Mitch Effect and it pops right up. We are on all your podcast platforms. And you can follow me on Twitter at MoneyMitchM21. I'll keep repeating it's the best time of the sports calendar. The hockey season has started. NBA soon to follow. NFL in full effect. College football rolling on. We've got tennis, the baseball playoffs. Unfortunately, the Guardians lose game one to the Yankees, but a lot more to come. Can't kill the Astros. Phillies actually took the game off the Braves. Exciting time to be a sports fan. I keep repeating it, but thank you to us. Thank you all for listening to the Money Mitch Effect. My name is Mitch Michaels, and until next time, keep enjoying sports.